the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Good morning. Y'all are a beautiful red-looking bunch. I know if you didn't have anything red to wear and you that's okay. We know you're red on the inside. <clears throat> well, thank you for coming worship with us today. As you can see, God is already speaking. Uh, we didn't plan it that way. The music and the, and what Kirsty said and then the song that Richard just played. This is how we fight our battles. You know, God always sent the praisers out front. And if you want to be riding next to that white horse that Jesus is on, you need to be learning how to be a praiser right now. And if you want success in your life right now against your enemies on this earth, you need to learn how to praise the Lord. You need to learn how to raise a hallelujah in the middle of your circumstance. That's how he takes our ashes and makes them something beautiful. Our, our heart towards him. The, the Lord's spoken to me recently. In my heart saying, you know, I'm going to fight the battle. You just trust me. The Lord fights our battles. Be still and know that He is God. The Lord fights our battles. We, it's our job to be the believers, not the achievers. We believe God. Therefore, it is accounted to us for righteousness. That's how we're right with God because what we believe. We believe that He's able. He's willing. He's for us and not against us. God is. And we have every reason to celebrate why we love our church. We have a whole month to celebrate this church. Not because uh, we like the walls or the, the pews or anything. Because this is what Jesus is building on the earth. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So when you're hooked up with the church and you're praising with the church, you got all these brothers and sisters taking you by the arm and protecting you in the front and the back and helping you through your times, crying with you, celebrating with you. you got all this going on in the church. It's something to celebrate. This is how we fight our battles together. God loves the church. I was thinking about this. I always talk about, you know, people say that, they, they love Jesus, but they don't love the church. You know, they don't like people at the church and everything. And I always say, you know, how can you love Jesus, but you don't love His bride? You know, we're the bride of Christ. And I've always t said, you know, that would offend me if you was talking bad about my wife, you know. But I was, I was reading today, and I noticed that it says that He is the head of the body. And we are the body. I mean, it's so personal to Him that we're part of Him. How can you not like the church when the church is part of Jesus? He's the head of the church. He loves His body. Do you love your body? <laughs> well, I shouldn't ask that. <laughs> but I love our church. There's always something going on here. If uh, this is your first time with us today, thank you for coming. We've been praying about your attendance. Thank you. 
We were waiting on you. We got gift bags back at the Connect desk we want to give you. If you just turn in one of those visitor cards, we know that you're here. Um, thank you for coming. Uh, this church is always, like I said, on the move. It's always exciting like this because the people come expecting. They, we're expecting God to do something great. We're not just going through the motions here. The praise team come up with excitement this morning, had a smile on their face. That gets me excited. The music and everything is leading us to understand that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That it's okay to be a fun-loving family. Because where the joy of the Lord is, man, are you kidding? How could you not have fun? It just comes with the territory. We're a fun-loving family. We're glad that you came to be with us today. Last week, uh, we had three people that, that stood and said, I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior right here in this service. Isn't that awesome? And then we went to the jailhouse down at DeSoto County like we do every Sunday night. Three more people stood up to receive Christ. And then our praise team, we all went to youth villages yesterday and ministered to the, the hurting teens down at youth villages in Arlington. Eighteen young men gave their heart to Jesus. The, the presence of God was so powerful there yesterday. Oh my goodness, you, I'll tell you a little bit more about it later. Let's go ahead and pray. I'm excited about what we're going to have for you today. God has something special to speak to your life. Lord, it's right that we celebrate your church. You love the church. You died and gave your life for the church. We celebrate what you celebrate. Lord, when we understand what you're doing here and how it's going to benefit our lives and our family and our future generations, boy, we really are to be celebrating. We are to be giving our all to what you're accomplishing through this church body. <clears throat> it's how you win the lost. It's what you came and died for so that we could be saved and we could, we could come together and, and, and mobilize and go all around this world in our jobs and in our Walmarts and our Krogers, and making disciples, preaching the gospel. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's what you're doing. You're building a people. And I, for one, am so excited that I am part of this. Lord, I want to tell you from the depths of my heart, I have loved this church since the day I got saved in it 22 years ago. I have loved this church through all of our issues and all of our problems, all of our rough times, for, through all the good times, the bad times, the ugly times. Lord, I have loved this church. And I pray that we would all get a revelation of how much you do because we're still here. We're still winning souls. We're still doing what you called us to do. And we will continue to run this race, Lord, until you come back. We thank you that this is our forever family. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> well, usually it, before I get up, we've been showing a video from youth villages of the kid, different kids, and uh, that's been awesome. I don't know why I did that. I just, uh, I think Tony may have suggested it or something. I knew those videos were on their website. Uh, I just wanted you to get a sense of what you're a part of. I know can't all of us go to youth villages because you got to go through this background checks and all these kind of things but i want you to know that you're part of that those 18 children that gave their hearts to jesus that looked up from total despair and said yes i want jesus in my life you're a part of that when you're a part of this church you're praying for us you're you're giving into the things that we do here uh 
So I just, I started thinking, well, maybe there's more that we can do for these children. There's an opportunity for you to be a mentor to a young kid at Youth Villages. Um, might be a possibility uh, for you to be a foster parent. Or you might even go the whole way and adopt a child. And these children that we're watching on these videos are the ones that you can't actually adopt. That's why they're making videos. These, these kids have nobody and you can't adopt them. Um, I told you last week I was going to show you a little preacher girl, remember? The one that every time we go there, she, she always has a word from God and she's just so on fire. And I was excited about showing her that one. But today I'm going to show one from a kid named J.J., and uh, after we watch this video, I'll let you know why I'm showing JJ. And then next week, we'll get to Preacher Girl, all right? If you would, go ahead and show JJ's video. My name's Jeremiah. I go by JJ, and I'm 14. There's a lot of stuff that makes me happy. Most people think I'm always upset or something because my face just stays the same, but I'm normally always happy. I like to... Do BMX tricks on a bike. I like to play baseball, football, and basketball. I like, I like baseball because it's, I just like working with my team to get the other team out. And then at the end, just showing the team how good sportsmanship we got, even though we won, lost, or tied. I love baseball, and I would just like to play baseball all day, every day. And I love Alabama. They're my favorite team. I, when I turn 15 in November, I want to volunteer for the firefighter company because ever since I found out you can volunteer at 15, I wanted to volunteer until I'm able to actually work and get paid for it and stuff. I guess how I describe myself is athletic. I like to read and I like to have good grades in school. I like math because I'm really good at it. I'm still getting better at it, but I've came a long way with math. I've came a long way with reading. It's fun. I love the Joker. I just like how he always has a gadget or something to get out of every situation. Like He never really worries about what's going to happen next because he knows he's always going to get out of it and make it through it. And I feel like I always feel like I'm going to be able to make it through whatever I'm in. What does the word family mean to you? Somebody who will be there in the end for no matter what happens and will always be there to cheer you up when you're feeling down and no matter what happens, they'll be there for you. They'll never try to put you down or make you feel bad and they'll just be honest with you all the time. I think we take for for granted the word family and what it's really supposed to mean. Um, the reason I showed that video is because we have a couple in the audience today in the congregation uh, who actually has mentored JJ for some period of time. And so I've asked them to come and speak and maybe speak on the process of how you would be a mentor to a child at Youth Villages. Mr. Tony and Denise Santucci. <laughs> I will tell you this, we spent about a year and a half with JJ, and what you saw on that video is not how we left him. We, this kid, it's tough, I'm telling you, he touched our life. 
he had a birthday and we bought him birthday cake. We brought it here. I think Lisa, you signed his card and uh, we took him his birthday cake. And this kid was what, 14, 15. He said, wow, this is my second cake, man. I said, they gave you a cake at Youth Villages? He said, no, in my life. He's had one birthday cake in his life. And uh, he'd never been to the zoo. And uh, we took him to the zoo, and he was freaking out. You know, the little train that the kids ride on? He said he'd always wanted to ride on that. I said, well, go ahead. He said, I'm too big. I said, I don't care. But we were sitting there watching him, and the smile on his face, man. He was grinning from ear to ear, and uh, the last we heard from him, he called us. He was up in uh, Kingston, Tennessee, going to a transition home, fixing to be fostered out. So praise God for that. But uh, there's so many things about J.J. that we could tell you, but we're going to share. But what it means to us is we don't really feel like we have a lot to give. We can't foster. But when you just give those kids attention once a month, about six hours, take them to McDonald's, take them to the zoo, take them somewhere. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Just the attention, the one-on-one, and then just telling them when you drop them off after your visit. You love them. And watch the look on their face, man. It's 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 priceless. So, I mean, if you have any time you can give, they need mentors bad. If not, y'all can keep praying for these kids at Youth Villages. God's on the move at Youth Villages. We saw it yesterday. There was a room full of teenage boys raising their hands, praising God. And that's never happened in the 15 years we've been there, ever. And uh, a little progress report about one of the kids that we worked with, we got really close with. His name is Miles. He's 12. I think Denise come up here and asked, but we're looking for a foster family. Well, he's now being fostered out by a beautiful couple. We met him what, last weekend. He's going to Houston school. He's on the swim team and the cross-country team. He's making great gays. He is ecstatic. The kid is just so happy. So keep praying for these kids that people will step up. Now the boss is up. <laughs> I do want to say something because this church is a big part of this mentoring, especially us. Because J.J., he, he wanted to become a preacher. <laughs> and he wanted his goal was he wanted to come to this church. He wanted to be part of us. Because we talked so much about how we loved our church and how everything was going, you know, and how, how great people y'all are. And, and he did every time we said, I wish I could go with y'all. I wish I could go with y'all. And I said, I wish we could make it where you could go with us. Because he really wanted to. In fact, I think the last time he called Tony, he asked about our church. And he still had our church on our mind. So, And then Miles, we all prayed for Miles. You know, we did that as a church. And our prayers are being shown. Because Miles was the one that two years ago had a foster family. And then the foster family dropped him back off and said they couldn't handle him. They, couldn't, they didn't want him. He was 10 at that time. And he was, it was so sad because he, he, he would go to bed and the counselors would call us and say, he went to bed saying, why did God even let me be born? You know, why was I here? And it was so heartbreaking to hear that, you know. They asked if we could get some extra time, and we did. But it, it was the prayers from here and the love from here because I'm telling you, this church picked up then. People answered the prayers. People were here. People were for miles. And I saw it. And I just wanted to make sure that I let y'all know this church is a big part of that mentoring problem. 
program because we're here in prayer. We're here for those children, and they need us. They actually need us, and you can see it in their face every time you get it. You know, I mean, Miles was really happy to go to his foster family, but he was more happy to know that he could keep his mentors too. But if you want to be a mentoring, you call Youth Village, you tell them, they'll get you in the program, they'll they'll find a perfect match for you. It's kind of like a big brother, big sister kind of thing. You go and you talk to them and you become part of their lives. And it, it really means a lot to them because when they go to bed, all they're seeing is counselors and the children that live there with them. And believe me, the children that live together can bring people down. They need help. They need love. And they need to know that there's people out here that do love them. And I guess that's all I want to say. <laughs> One more thing about J.J. When we first got J.J., you remember we went and played the bad boy section out there? tight security. J.J. was in that department because he had anger and fight issues. He had attempted suicide at the age of 12. He tried to kill himself. But uh, we worked with him and we talked to him about anger and we just were there for him. He'd call, we'd be able to talk to him and uh, he moved out of there just a couple of months and like I said, he moved in general population. Then he moved into the transition home and the last time I talked to him, I was encouraging him to go to the military because that'd be as, as a family. Military is family. And I think that's what he's considering as an Air Force or something like that. So let's keep praying for J.J. too. We don't know where he's at right now, but he's still part of mine. And he's in our family's heart. He was, he's part of our family, part of our family here at this church too. So anyway, thank you for your prayers, and thank you for giving us a little bit of time to talk about it. They're doing a good work. We love those teenagers, and we love our teenagers who typically sit on the front row here. I've I've been part of the in and out of the youth ministry for many years here at the church. I've seen uh, wave after wave of teenagers grow through the program and graduate and everything. Uh, I've seen when we've had groups of teenagers a lot bigger than in size and number than we have now. But I don't believe I've ever seen a, a youth group more in tune with the heart of Jesus and more on fire for the things of God than the one that we have today. And I've asked Miss uh, Madison White, would she share a little bit about what she thinks about their upper room youth group? Our youth group is, our youth group is special because we're all leaders. Like, Today, people look at teenagers and they kind of frown upon them. They're like, oh, you know, because some are really bad. Okay, but we're this light to everyone around us. And like every each and every one of us have our own thing. And we all like, I don't know, when we're together, we use it and we just feed off of each other. And right now, I feel like we're in this transition of like of change. And we're about to start growing a lot. Just So we may need a bigger room. Because I really feel like like this is our time. We have this core group, and we, more people and more people and more people are coming, and they're like joining in on our core group, and we're feeding off of each other's like talents and gifts from God. And I just, good stuff is about to start happening in our youth group. Uh, good stuff is already happening, but it's about to get ten times better. Amen. Thank you, Madison. I could have given that microphone to any one of them. They get up here and just preach. You know, they got the preach in them. 
Uh, now I wanted to show you another video. Uh, we will talk about our children here at the Passion Church. You understand this is celebrate our church, so we're talking about different departments and stuff in the church. I want to show you a, a video. This happened uh, at our Life Group Junior. Would you get the lights, Tom? The Life Group Junior this Wednesday night. Uh, do you think I should go with her to meet yeah. this cool yeah. thing? Yeah. Seventeen kids in that little room back there. So Madison may be right. We're about to outgrow this church, guys. We're about to bust out. Uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to ask Miss Megan Madison, would she come up and say a little bit? She's been working in our children's department for quite some time, and I asked her to tell me what she loved about it. Okay, just because I'm wearing, wearing purple doesn't mean I don't love my church. Um, but... <laughs> Um, this church has been great. Um, children's department is where I feel I'm supposed to be. Um, for example, with the life groups, you know, we're life group leaders and supposed to be in a home, all this good stuff. But we said, no, we're supposed to go the extra mile for these kids because the kids mean just as much as the adults. Yep. Sorry. Um, my son has grown thanks <laughs> my son has grown so much just in the three years we've been here um he's only four but he prays for us more than an adult will he doesn't just pray when we eat. He says, Mommy, do you need prayer? You know, anything? And I'm like, what do you want to pray for, buddy? Well, just anything. Um, your back. Do we need to pray for anybody? And he's like, and he'll, he'll just say, well, Pastor God taught me how to pray last week. Just in these four weeks of life group, his life group, we went home one Thursday. He said, well, Wednesday, sorry. He said, okay, Mom, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray for Daddy, and I'm going to pray for our family. I said, what are you going to pray for? He said, whatever God tells me to pray for. And he's four. I don't even feel like I can pray as good as a as a four year old can. I just, I mean, the the kids is what it's all about. And if it doesn't start with the kids, how are we? They they teach us more than an adult can teach us. I'm just so glad that we picked this church three years ago to be our church family, and I couldn't imagine us anywhere else. Sorry. Uh, while we're speaking about life groups let me say a little bit about our life groups um, if you're not currently uh, going to one of our life groups you can sign up anytime during the year um, some people might not understand the life groups they say well uh, I don't, it's really not my thing or whatever believe me it is your thing 
Um, it's not just a program that we're having. It is church. It is part of what we're doing as church. You go there, you're making relationships. You're, you're getting to know Megan's and Madison's and Megan Madison's. And <laughs> you're, you're getting to know people and build solid relationships. And uh, some people have, have had a little feedback and said, well, I went to the life group and, you know, I think if you were to make it, you know, where everybody did like this and, and then we'd get more done. And they're, they're thinking that these are like some kind of celebrate recovery meetings or something. They're not. They're not. They're meant for people to be relaxed. They're meant for people to, to, be, to open up when they want to. It's, it's, not a, it's not a class. It's a group of people doing life together. And so if you're not currently signed up with a life group, please get signed up with a life group. You can do it. Um, is there anybody in here that's in a life group currently or leading a life group or anybody? I don't have anybody in mind, but anybody that would like to share about what the life group has done? Ms. Callan, do you want to share? Well, I'll bring you the microphone because it'll take you a month and a half to get up here. No, I just... I do know what he said. Um, well, I... Uh, life group has really been a blessing to me. I was like, you know, you really, you know, you think you know people and you think that, but you can just really, really be yourself and you can really, really, not that you couldn't be yourself in here, but you know, with so many, you know, you just didn't, when it broke out in the groups like that, it's like, it's awesome. It's just awesome. I, I, I think that uh, our life group is just fun and it's awesome. And we learn about the word of God and we can be open one to another and what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. Let me tell you what she said last night. <laughs> yeah, there's some bugs to be worked out, but yeah, we're trying. Anybody else want to share about their life group experience so far? Miss Donna? Huh? So I got my red hand on. Oh, okay. Hey, everybody. I love my church so much. I got my hair did today. But, um,. I just want to just encourage all of you guys, if you're not in a life group, if you haven't done the next, what's it called, next step, right, on Sundays from 1.30 to 2.30, the next steps. Like, if you have not done that, I don't care if you've been in this church for 28 years or 35 years or whatever, if you haven't done the next step with Pastor Guy in this church, that's how you get to learn about all the ways you can get plugged into this church. Um, you know, I love this church, and it's not because it's got purple chairs. I love this church because when we first came here, we walked in those doors, and all we felt was love. And that was on a Tuesday night when there's only about 15 people here or 12 people or whatever on a prayer night. And I told Pastor Guy, I said, I'm expecting this church to fill up all these chairs on prayer night so that we can fill this church up even more, doubled it up on, on a Sunday. So in addition to all that, the life groups is getting to know one another, holding each other accountable, getting to really know each other, and, and talking to people throughout the week, not just seeing you, hey, how you doing? Oh my God, you got your hair did. No, it's, 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 about, it's about getting to know each other and their hurts and, their, and getting together with them and praying with them, hanging out at Starbucks when cars are going by, honking their horns and interrupting our class. You know, and, you know it's about just getting together and having fun and getting to know that you can be a Christian 
and still have a fun time and still act crazy and still be wild and and still please Lord in all of that. So it's about building family relationships. I just want to encourage you guys to get involved in helping in the church. I know Anita needs lots and lots of help back there with the children. I know that we can use help with the cleaning of the church. I mean, there's so much. I mean, if you're talented in any way and you feel God's leading you to do something, get with Pastor Angie or me or Nicholas or Joe or anybody, all the, all the leaders. Get with somebody and let them know and, and get involved. Love you guys. Thank you. Uh, what you mentioned prayer. Is there anybody in here that comes to prayer regularly? Like to say something about our prayer meeting? I can tell you this: prayer has been at the heart of this ministry since we began, and as far as I'm concerned, it will be at the heart of this ministry until Jesus comes back. His house shall be a house of prayer. Um, the the banners on the wall come through prayer. Uh, hmm. prayer if you wanted to know what the Passion Church is all about you come and sit in this circle with people who care about this church and care about Jesus and you listen to their heart as they pour it out before the Lord and you will you will get in time with the heartbeat of God for this church and for where we're going and you'll see that we're serious about this stuff we mean we're not just putting on a game or airs here. We're, we want to do God's will. And you'll see that. And you'll see the heart that we have. We pray for you. We pray for individuals. We pray for the church as a whole. We pray for the nation. We pray for everything. Miss Tiffany, do you want to say something? Okay, so um, when you come to prayer, you sit in a circle. It's very, very close together. Like, it's very intimate. You sit in a circle, and we pray for other people we don't pray for ourselves at prayer and if you don't know how to pray you will learn how to pray at prayer um and if you are shy and don't want to pray out loud that's fine you just sit back and you listen and and as you keep coming you will learn how to pray and you will just feel the spirit of the lord in here on tuesdays and how everybody loves everybody in this church we pray for people that don't even come here anymore we pray for nations. We pray for other countries, like the president. We pray for everybody, and it's just so, so touching and, you know, just spirit, spirit, very spiritual. So, yeah, I encourage you guys to come to prayer. It's awesome. Thank you, Tiffany. You said it much better than I could have. Um, one of the reasons. Yeah. Oh, you want to say something, Kirsty? Sure. I'm sorry. Kirsty's so faithful to prayer. You know, if you think to yourself that you can't make a difference, you can make a difference when you come to prayer. If you're looking at your city, you're looking at your neighborhood, you're looking at your country, you're looking at the world, you can make a difference through prayer. When you get a group of people coming together, there's an anointing on that. And the anointing breaks a lot of things. And so when you see things going on in the world that concern you and you think you have no control over it, you do. God gave us a voice. He gave us a voice to speak out and to pray. And our job, like Pastor said, is to believe it is God's uh, job to achieve. 
So what we do in prayer is we pray and we believe and then God moves. And there's a lot of things that we have prayed out for our city, for our country, for the world, for our president, for just all kinds of different things, for people in the church, and changes have been made through that. So I encourage everyone, please come to prayer on Tuesday because you can make a difference. Amen. Thank you, Kirsty. I want to thank Brother Tom for being the leader of our prayer group and being faithful at that for so, so many years. It's his, He's the heart of our uh, prayer group. Um, the reason I thought about having a testimony service pretty much today uh, stems from Brother Dean over here. He told me a little bit about his what was going on in his daughter's school and how she was affecting this huge high school in our, our area. And I said, man, we need to get her to give that testimony. So that got this spur all started this idea maybe we'll just have a testimony service this is another remarkable young lady and just she's new to our youth group but she's bringing in fresh fire I want you to welcome Miss Hallie Hoskins Do you have it loaded back in the back of It's on YouTube. Uh, what is it? Uh, tell them what it is. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Horton, here's a who. Horton, here's a <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, <laughs> I swear when you'll see it, you'll, you'll, you'll get what I'm talking about. But it's uh, scene number four, Horton, here's a who. See if y'all can pull that up on YouTube. Go ahead and tell us what you got to tell us. Um, when God showed me this clip, and it sounds silly, but he showed me this clip, and it's all I can really kind of show you to get you to know what I'm talking about. But he showed me this, and he said, this is what's going to happen. My spirit is breaking through this county. And uh, um, so I was worshiping in my room one day, and uh, he kind of he said, kind of interrupted me well not interrupted me but he said tell your leaders to start praying tell your teachers to start praying tell your um, peers to start praying because I'm about to move and you need to get ready to move with me and um, more and more sermons that I keep listening to and um, it's all talking about the sound or how God's moving and I really do think God is really speaking to his children that he's about to do a new thing and so has anybody just been praying for like revival in DeSoto County. Well, it's really about to happen. Um, and I've been on I've been on fire this year more than I've ever been. Um, this church has kind of held me up because I'm not who I used to be. I don't. Um, what used to matter to me, and I, I'm still in high school, but what used to matter to me just don't even matter to me anymore. I don't miss it, and um, I'm really ready to see him move. So. Uh, um, is it up? Oh, okay. Yeah. Just. A man named McDodd was devoted and fair and a little bit odd. Oh, it's, it's the, uh, it's not, it's the number four. It, it was up there, but I don't know. 
the mayor and his wife, they had children to spare. I did escape. <clears throat> Hello? It's like hashtag number, like hashtag four. Yeah, that's fun. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's um, if you type in like hashtag four, scene scene hashtag four Horton here's a who. I know this sounds so silly. <laughs> scene hashtag four. Or scene number four. That right there. That one. Come on! Keep going! No! small extra yap put it over and all the who noises burst out of the clover uh, i hear it too why rudy give me that come rudy get back in the pouch now no mom uh, wickershams get that clover Anybody, take it from him. Okay, so, um, so, um, one that I wrote down was the sound will be heard in twenty twenty, and, um, Oh gosh, I'm like nervous. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, if you saw the little boy that raised his trumpet and yelled, he was the one that never really spoke. And um, when you turn on media, you wouldn't think that God is moving. But behind the scenes, I really do believe he's moving. We may not be as loud as the other people. We may not as be as aggressive as the other people. But I do believe we're coming together and we're about to raise up a sound and we're about to raise up a praise that will break the yoke of the enemy. And uh, somebody's freedom is waiting on our praise. You know how the elephant, that's what I wrote down. I, I could have explained this, but I just would have sound crazy. Like the elephant and the flower. Yeah. So I just wanted to show you that. But somebody's freedom is waiting on our praise. Um, and so I went, uh, I 
two weeks ago I worshipped at school. I got to worship inside of my school with my um, FCS club. And uh, I saw, like, my teachers in the back, and they were just in my, my – I saw my principal kind of choking up, and my teachers kind of cried, and they hugged each other because I told them the same thing, that God's going to intervene in the school. He's going to move like never before, and he's going to show who he is. And they um, – they teared up because I believe God was telling them the same thing. Um, and uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, if my people will, hum- if my people will, will humble themselves and repent of their sins and call on my name, not, not like everyone, but my people, if, uh, um, the ones who are called, if we come together and we humble ourselves and repent of our sins and call on his name, he will hear from heaven and he will restore the land. So I believe we need to start making that sound a little louder. And uh, I was writing this down, and he gave me three things for this church. Um, one was, don't sit down as if you have no part in this revival. He's calling you. If you don't think he's calling you, pick up your phone and turn it off silent. Um, worship on the way. Um, don't wait until, uh, well, I need to fix myself before I kind of get into the things God has called me to. Worship and um, let him work through you. Let him, you know, um, I, what, like, I would always... I've been worshiping more than I, I always start my day off with worship and um, devotion. And that's how, you know, I didn't do that all the time. And that's how it always kind of fall back or backslide when school came around. But um, it's, it's weird because, you know, I've worshiped and he has worked through me. And the temptation of other things, they're not even there anymore. I don't want what I used to want. He really has delivered me from so many things um, that I, uh, I would have to have another time to tell you about. But um, so worship on the way. Don't let your chains break your praise, but let your praise break your chains. Uh, three, just say yes. Just say yes. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Just say yes, God. I'm ready for what you got because I promise you it's so much better than what you're trying to get by yourself or what other people can give you. And uh, so that's what I got. <laughs> That's wonderful. I think before we end today, we need to stand up and have just a shout. Good old Shabbat praise like we used to have in the day. Break through some chains and and let, let this, like Chad said, let these people across the street know that God is moving in the Passion Church. Let the devil serve him notice that we are in this together. And let God know we're serious about winning our community and and doing the things that He's promised us. Yes, sir. Thank you.
That's right. Anybody else want to give a just a general testimony, something that the church has touched your life in a way that you'd like to share? You can do it. I've been praying ever since the Lord sent me here. And I've known ever since the Lord brought me here that God was going to do a great thing in this place. And it's just, it's just grown and grown and grown. And Pastor, remember, the Lord spoke The fire, it's about to catch fire like we've never known. And I can't thank God enough for that young lady's word. And I think that's her family. And I and I know, I know that I know that I know deep in my heart, I know that God brought me here to be a part of it. And I know I've seen in my own people that God's put in my heart in this place that are gradually being broke free from bondages in their life because people here pray. This is a praying body of people. And prayer is the only thing that's going to help change the lives of the people who are bound up, who don't have a voice because they've been so downtrodden and so confined and so broken. And this is a healing place of prayer. And I'm going to say, I'm so proud of folks that I've come to know that God's put in my life that have never spoken out or stepped out, that God's bringing them out little by little. And it's a beautiful thing to see. And I thank God because when I came here, I was broken and I was shattered and I was down and I was out and I know now I've got more life in me than I've ever had in my life. And I thank God. And for anybody here that feels like they can't talk, well, I'm a living testimony. Believe me, you can. All you got to do is just take the first step and just step out. And I thank God for prayer on Tuesday night. And you don't have to say a word if you don't want to. You can just agree with people who are praying. And little by little, you'll see yourself broke free. You'll get free. You'll get free. And your presence matters. It matters. Thank you. Probably got time for another one. Hold on. I'm going to work my way that way. Tiffany beat you. <laughs> okay, so I wouldn't call this a testimony. I would say this is a praise report because I'm still growing and there's still more things that's happening in my life that I can keep adding and adding and adding and adding. But um, this church, they say family is not always blood, and that is so true. It's the people that God sends into your life. 
Um, I was at my house minding my business. I'm a door knock, and it was Pastor and Miss Donna Mitchell. Miss Donna Mitchell, and they invited me to this church. And just a just a time that I needed to be here, and um, I went through everything with my and my church was here for me, and they've helped me to grow. They've helped my my kids to grow. My kids um, just love the Lord, and um, just my life has just got so much better by coming to this church. And I thank y'all. Give God all the glory. Give God all the glory. Amen. I was telling Aunt Jesse, you know, I had it all set up and ready to go. Pastor didn't even ask nobody to talk about why I love my church. I said, well, I'm able to come back around. And then it was like, when you was asking him, going, I got to tell him why I love my church. You know, when I came here, I was broken as well. It was like, I didn't know what to do. But I know what not to do. So it's like, and other other Sunday when Pastor was talking about the who's, the what's, the where's, and the why, it's like, man, he talking about what I was gonna say. But you know, I, I um, you know, I love this church. You know, they love me, and and um, they they've really been there for me through a whole lot of things. And I just I just really thank God for them. <clears throat> and as I think about our church, um. It's a it's a verse out of Amazing Grace that come to mind. It says, "Through many dangers, toys, and snares, we've already come." But it was grace that bought us. It's going to be grace to lead us on. Amen. Okay, talk 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 loud then. I want to hear what you got to say, bro. And, uh, man, I just wanted to break. And I come here, I sit back, and I'm quiet, and I just listen. You know, a lot of things he want to fight, but me not to, uh, was in my heart to come through. I identify with the young lady when she's got, you know, and I'm be praying, like, he get in there. You dig what I'm saying? I think, like, man, he don't want me to just, you know, praise God. You know what I mean? Coming a little bit ways with them crazy thoughts, you know. And uh, I'm blessed to still be here. You know what I mean? From coming from the streets, 
going back to the streets, not believing that I had it in me not to go back. And uh, I'm here and I'm, I'm going to stay. I got to claim that every day that I'm here to stay. No matter where he wants me to go, I'm going to go. And you know, he's the hard respond and listening to Chad. You know, you know how you be something. I don't know this stuff. And it does. There's people here to say it, man. I've heard the testimony like we've come through and we still hear and we praise it. And I just like to thank the church for that. Uh, I got I gotta get Michelle first. She was <laughs> See, <I don't> <laughs> She forgot something. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I want to thank John Jeans. He invited me to this church four years ago. And just like everybody else, when I walked through that door, and I've told a bunch of people here, I just felt like I was home. I have no family whatsoever except the people in this church. You guys are my family. Those of you who know me, seems like the closer I get to God, the more Satan fights against me. Um, this past December, I went through a really rough time, and I know if it wasn't for the prayers in this church, and by the grace of God, I am still here walking this earth, and I have pushed myself back from the church a number of times, but it's not because of y'all. I mean, y'all are just awesome. It's just me. I fall. And friends and family, they pick me up and bring me back. And I'm still here, and I love each and every one of you. And I thank God for every day. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm Paul, and I really love my church. Uh, uh, since the Lord's led me here, I've met so many beautiful and wonderful friends, family. That's what I call. You know, in that prayer circle, there, there's a deeper connection that you gain with the Lord, um, and with the people you're praying with, your family. Um, you know, and with the life groups, that's a beautiful thing. You get to connect with those in the room and share your hearts with them, learn and grow with them. And uh, I love this church. And I, uh, you know, I'm soon I'm going to be married here. And, and I'm so thankful. And, uh, Thankful for you, Pastor, Brother Tom. You know, seeing him preach, it's really opened my eyes. And uh, I love all of y'all with all my heart. Thank y'all for having me. Congratulations, Paul. Congratulations, Miss Abby. Sure. Okay, so I want to go back to life groups. Um, Charles 
we've been coming to our church now for a little over two years. Um, we're from Texas. We're transplanted Texans. <laughs> and we, I have a husband. I've been married. We just celebrated 21 years, and we have two daughters, 19 and 16. Both of our girls have walked away from God, and it's the hardest thing. I love our youth, but I won't lie. When I see them get up there, and they share their testimonies, and I see them serving God, it makes me sad because I know the gift that God has placed in my children's in in them. I know the gifts and the abilities he's given them and they're not choosing to walk in that because they've allowed the lies of the enemy to to overcome or to be louder than the truth of God. And um we are created for relationships relationships with God and relationships with each other we need each other and I won't lie I have been contemplating looking for another church because I'm so hungry for relationship and I have the best sister and she has been a rock and you know has kept me grounded <laughs> and I appreciate that but um I also, just because how hard life has been these last several months, we've been in and out of church because our youngest has had a lot of health issues that would keep me up literally all night long with her. And, but last week, and oh, let me back up to you, to wins to the life groups. We did join a life group and we've only been able to go once. And it's just been kind of one of those things that we've allowed life to get in the way, but Last Sunday, Rick and Anita, we went over there to pick something up, and they sat and they talked with us for two hours. They could have done other things. They could have went to bed a whole lot earlier, but they chose us. And it just reaffirmed in me that we're where we're supposed to be. And I've just been allowing the enemy and maybe not even just the enemy, but just the circumstances to be louder than the truth. Okay, the truth is that we're created for relationship with him and for each other. And we are family. We are the body of Christ. We're created for each other. And if you are feeling disconnected, lonely, left out, unimportant, unloved, Join a life group and go. Don't just sign up, but go. Yes, it's going to be uncomfortable maybe, but that moment of being uncomfortable is worth what you will gain. You will gain family. You will gain friendships, relationships, strength, because see, I have weaknesses, but where I'm weak, God has given me a brother and a sister in Christ who is strong. I have strengths that will complement someone's weaknesses. And when we link our arms together in relationship, we can overcome all these things that come up every day. Because as long as we're walking on this earth, 
life is gonna happen but we don't have to do it alone Mr. Bill McCall. No, praise God. Just you got to just go with God. What's on your heart? And um, you know, if we look at the Word of God and who's an example for us, that was Jesus. Amen. What did Jesus spend most of his time doing? And investing in people. So he invested in those twelve, and those twelve wasn't, you know, the most perfect twelve. You know, he spent time investing in people. And some of the theme what we've been talking about, some of y'all been sharing, I don't know if y'all saw it or not, but one of the core awesome things about this church is we're investing in others. We're investing in one another. And that's a lot of the fruit that y'all are giving testimony right now. You know, and that investment has been going on since this church started way back when. And yeah, we can get our eyes on who's here, who's not here, and all that stuff. Guys, we just got to keep focused on Jesus and, and focus on each other in that relationship and be able to continue to invest in each other. Um, and then bring up Romans 12, uh, verse 8 in a New Living Translation. Romans 12, verse 8. I'll go ahead and just start reading it here. It says, um, us as a leadership team and just others in the congregation as you're growing to be leaders, because there's a lot of leaders that's growing in this church just by what was demonstrated today. But it says, if your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility serious. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Amen? So every one of us have that, it, that gift, so keep sharpening that gift. And just like you were sharing about helping each other, where some of us might be weak in an area, some of us will be strong. Amen? I believe we have a whole church full of preachers. And that's the way it's supposed to be. We're all called to be ambassadors for Christ. Because this is our church. This is our church. This is what we make it. Who? Lisa. We're about running out of battery here. Fires just... Um, I love to hear people say, you know, I came to this church and I was broken. And that happened a few years ago for some people, you know, recent. But for me, my story is that it was 25 years ago that I came to this church and I was broken. And I was alone, even though I had blood family. And yet God brought me here and... He gave me love and acceptance and people knew me for who I was with all my flaws and they loved me anyway and he showed me forgiveness and he started healing all the hurts and some hurts have taken longer to heal than others and some hurts were hidden away until God could start working on them and some of those have taken until just a few years ago for him to reveal to me. But God is in the healing business, y'all. And he is healing in this church. 25 years ago, 24 years ago, 
to this day, God is doing things. He has done things in my life, in our life, in our family's life. He is doing things behind the scene like that the um, young girl was talking about. He's doing things in this church, in this community. And even though we can't see it, even though we might get discouraged, he's still working things out. It's still going to happen. And I just love that song, Raise a Hallelujah. In the presence of my enemies, y'all, y'all, I, I have enemies right now. That's, that just spoke to me so strong. It doesn't matter that I have enemies. I'm going to raise a hallelujah. I'm going to praise God anyway. He is going to bring it about. The, Psalm 23 says that he'll um, set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And that's, that's his business, y'all. He, he came to give us life. That's a two-part thing. And to give it more abundantly. So when you think life is hard, it might be. But it's temporary. Y'all keep going. I love this church. Uh, maybe one more if you just can't stand yourself here. <laughs> Um, I love this church, and we have a story similar to everybody else's. We we walked in the door, and it was like, this is what we've been looking for. Um, but what I wanted to share was um, the, the love of this church goes deep, and, and part of that is the prayer group, and we do pray all sorts of things there, but... Um, Praying for God to move in new ways is is sort of the overall um, topic, I guess I'm going to say there. But what happened to me here was I've been a Christian for 46 years now, and no one has ever come to me from a congregation and said, we think you have this ability. We'd like you to you know, pray about doing this thing. That was the first time, and, and we've belonged to several really good churches over the year, but no one ever pinpointed in me. And I'm sort of a, a quiet, you know, I'm not going to go up to somebody and say, hey, you know, I'm really good at this. You want me to do this? But people came to me and said, and, and so I feel like they're, through the congregation and the people here, if you have a hidden talent, and maybe you're sort of aware of it, but you're not confident in it, others are going to pull that out. Because the leadership is a praying leadership here. They're going to see, oh, you know what? She, she can do this. I think she can do this. And, and then they were willing also to take a, a risk with me when I came to ask Pastor Guy if we could start Sidewalk Stories here. I was a little bit decrepit at the time. I was old and hobbling, and, uh, and he said, well, do you think you can do it? And I said, yeah, I think I can. And because that was a stepping out on faith, I didn't know for sure I could do it, but I thought I could. And and so they were willing to take a risk with me. But 
the part that I loved the best was that they saw something in me and pulled it out of me. And I think that can happen to every one of us here. Well, guys, thank you for sharing your hearts about this, this ministry. What we're really doing is sharing our hearts about Jesus because it's his ministry, it's his body, it's his spirit that, that does it all. None of us have anything to offer, but there's Paul said there's no good thing in me, but the spirit of God dwells in me. You know, with him I can do all things. And so what we have is people, we're all just pressing into Jesus. And when you find a place where it's not a perfect place, you know, we're, we're people. It's made up of people. And so, but when you have a body of Christ who, who is trying to serve the Lord, wants to press into Jesus and, and wants to, His will to be done, that's the main thing. You know, we want what He wants. We have no agenda other than God's agenda. And so in freeing ourselves of the responsibility to try to match up with the, some other church or, or do what somebody else is doing, we can we can say, God, these are, this is your people. They're called by your name. This is your church. This is your thing. Uh, just tell us what to do. And so we can all do that. We can all relax. It's not on our shoulders. We're not the achievers. We are the believers. And so we can rest. And so we life becomes a lot simpler that way. And, and so then in in coming together in prayer, coming together in the life groups, coming together on Sunday, we just begin to celebrate Jesus. Because see, in the end, it's all, all the glory and honor and the praise go to Him. All of it. I mean, we're honoring our church and we're, 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 we're celebrating our church because it's what Jesus is doing for us. We're really celebrating Jesus. He, he's awesome. He's wonderful. Um, one of the things that I saw is that everybody has problems. Miss Lisa been going to this church for 25 years and she says, you know, I'm still working things out. And I can assure you, you're never going to arrive. Sanctification is a process. Sanctification means the setting yourself apart for Jesus' work. Uh, be ye holy as I'm holy. You're trying to, to be more like Christ. You're trying to live in a way that pleases Him. And that's a process. So whether you're here for the first time today or you've been coming here for 25 years, it's still a process. None of us have it all figured out, including the pastor. And some of you don't say no amens out there. <laughs> that was the loudest amen we got all day. <laughs> so we're all in this boat together, and that's the way I look at it. And so we're all just trying to love one another uh, and get, get one another through to the other side. And when we see him, then we'll be like him. Then we'll be changed in the blink of an eye. Uh, then, then there'll be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more sickness, no more disease, no, no more. I ain't saying nothing controversial, but then everything will be right. But until then, we're we're walking through this valley of the shadow of death called Earth. And we got to help one another. That's what. That's why people are saying they like this church because we help one another through this valley. 
don't stop walking. We won't let you stop and set up tent down here in the valley. You got to keep walking with Jesus. And we're going to keep pulling you and pressing you. And there's been some that say, no, I'm going, I'm going a different way. And they, they have gone on. But you got to love those that you're with. You can't force anybody to be a disciple. You can't force anybody to do anything. We're not trying to force anybody to do anything. We're trying to love one another well and walk this journey together. Now, man has been messed up since Adam took a bite of that fruit he shouldn't have in the garden. And God's been trying to, to show us his love since he made that, <laughs> made that suit of uh, clothes out of the animals. And he, he told them, you know, some, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And so the first animal sacrifice took place in the garden. God already had a, a plan to redeem us from that old self that we used to be. So we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standards. There's none righteous, no, not one. But the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. <laughs> Jesus is called the Lamb slain before the foundations of the world. Before He even made man. You're wondering, why did God even put that tree in the garden? Because He had a better plan. He didn't just want to walk with us in the cool of the day. He wanted to be in us. And he wanted to give each man and each woman an opportunity to decide about Jesus. He didn't want robots. Love has to be given. So he had to give us a choice. Now we didn't choose to be born into sin, but we all were. We had the blood of Adam coursing through our veins. We're all born into sin. But we do get to choose if we want to be born again. Now see, Jesus, He was born of a virgin. He did die on a cross to pay for our sin debt. He was put in a borrowed tomb. But on the third day, He rose in victory, having paid our sin debt. And now He asks us, do you want to rise from the death that you have lived? And listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.